You're listening to Heroes in the Moment. What's up, Heroes? I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. Today, Moon Knight, episode five. Dude. Wow. 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 This I can't is believe it. by far the best episode of Moon Knight in general. Episode Agreed. five. Agreed. Absolutely mind-boggling, trippy, amazing. From the acting, from the CGI, from the uh, everything in between was incredible. And I will say, like, this may be, I can't say for sure because it's been a while since I've gone back and seen a lot of the Disney Plus shows. Yeah. But I feel Same. like this episode in particular might just have been the best episode of a Marvel Disney Plus show. Might just be. Like I said, obviously it's better than any Hawkeye, any, any Falcon Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yes. I think really the only competition it has is, is a couple WandaVision right. episodes. Either WandaVision um, episode five you know, or six or Loki episode five, maybe. See, so, I wasn't even a huge fan. I thought it was really good, but I, I, I truly, I truly do think that this was this was better. It was extremely well written. It was deep. It was emotional. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and, sure. and 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 it really fleshed out um this character. Uh, j- just in the way we haven't seen in other you know mm-hmm. Marvel characters. It felt so much like a movie that I felt like I was so intrigued and so involved within this episode that I genuinely forgot I was watching a television show. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, no, I, I get what you're I, I was so like interested and so involved in these characters. And if Oscar Isaac does not win an award for this performance, it is a mistake. Listen, I, I said it once. And I'll say it again. I, I truly do think this is the best MCU acting performance we've ever seen. I think this may be Oscar Isaac's best acting performance performance period honestly i mean i haven't seen him in yeah, everything dude, he's been in i haven't seen everything either i mean but out to, of everything to be able him, to play two different people maybe three i mean we don't yeah, know we didn't get that answer three um but to be able Extremely to play two different well. people so different well and to have those expressions and to do that all the different antics the different accents it's it's so incredible it, the transitions weird, is is amazing and so spoilers ahead as we you know dive deep into this episode and break it down for you guys um Again, what an amazing episode. You know, like I said, you know, it was trippy, right? You start out first, like, what, what's going on? You know, at the end of episode four, we were like, okay, what just happened? Of course, they were shot. Yeah. We don't know if this is actually reality now or if this is in their head. We have now been answered that this is neither. <laughs> it yeah. is actually uh, their journey to the underworld. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. So that implies that the Egyptian mythology of the underworld is true in the universe of the MCU. Yeah, so they, they show it's true. So I, I guess it leaves a question. Is it the only true one? Or is it just for, you know, the people who, f- who, who believe in the Egyptian gods? I feel yeah. like it doesn't make sense for it's just the people who believe in the Egyptian gods. But there's no way. It's, it, it's universal, though. Exactly. At the same it time. has to be universal. It can't be, bro. So there's no way. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make that's sense. That's giving the world sense. too much power. That is. That is. And that's what I say about the other, like, full gods. The one is not necessarily a con, but the fact that it's so, like, out there compared to the MCU, except the only, we've only had two singular references to the MCU in the entirety of Moon Knight, and that was in episode three when they name dropped Madripoor. From Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then now in this episode, I'll go ahead and say Turwet, of course, the hippopotamus, as um, they say, um, name drops the ancestral plane as a Egyptian uh, afterworld, like as like a transitional world as well, um, which we know the ancestral plane is from Black Panther. That is where Black Panther goes. Yeah. Um, and that also implies that the god of the Panthers, the Black Panther god, is another Egyptian He's god. Egyptian god. And right. that possibly Black Panther himself is an avatar for that god. So. That's pretty interesting wow. in itself. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Wow, I, I I do hope Black Panther two ties in with with this show I feel like on it some will. level. But... It will, and I've heard nothing but good things so far for about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is crazy. Me too, I know, you know, Ryan Coogler and Ryan Coogler we trust, I guess, so. <laughs> <laughs> for this project. So hopefully it'd be crazy. Um, but anyway, so we got the ancestral plane name dropped, and of course the Black Panther connections, which is pretty cool to have more MCU connections there. But it still, of course, feels very out there. Um, mm. But my favorite part of this episode though, was getting the origin story of not only Mark, as I thought we'd only get the origin story for Mark, but we also get the origin story for Stephen Grant as well, um, besides Mark, which is incredible. Dude, that, um, that, that, that backstory scene was honestly one of the, like, the, the, the saddest, most, mm. like, well-fleshed out um, moments right. we've seen. I, I think um, in the MCU, we, we, mm. we finally figure out that, uh, uh, Mark Spector like created the personality of Stephen Grant as like his little like stress ball, like yeah. mm-hmm. where he would turn to when like he couldn't handle you know just the pressure. Right, he had an abusive mother uh, who blamed him for his brother's death, which right. I, I, I'm I'm sure like many people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, and just watching that dude just like made me want to tear up. Oh, like, it did. Really. Like at first, I was like, okay, mom, I understand her pain, I understand her frustrations. But she's a terrible person. Like weeks mother, later, she's going terrible, back and like beating him up, constantly terrible. reminding him he's the reason he right. died. That is not like, good. That, at that's all. a kid, dude. Like that you don't think kid. he right. doesn't I mean, feel bad for this? I mean, you know? the episode says. I mean, he's ten years old. His brother looked to be probably seven, seven ish, um, seven, eight ish, um, and he was ten when they did this. And of course, you know, they're kids. They don't know any better to certain things and certain extents, and they got to get into mis- into mischief. I mean, they're kids, yeah. right? You have to have that. You have to learn, you know, these <laughs> lessons. But unfortunately, it led to, of course, the death of his brother, which, you know, of course, a lot of people I'm sure can relate to this kind of story in their childhood, which is super, super emotional and sad. I'm sorry to anybody who has experienced this. Yeah. Um, is it something that you should never experience in life? But, you know, to see that, and of course, you know, it has that superhero origin tie-ins. It's, it's very superhero origin-like because, of course, you know, you have that super painful death, super grieving process, and then, of course, the eventual buildup to when he does become Moon Knight. Um, and it shows that in this episode. But I also like how it is twisted and different and it gives more it's more of a different superhero origin story than we've ever seen adapted on screen before, yeah. um, which is super, super awesome and, and, and well written. And I, I think that's due in part to seeing uh, Stephen Grant's character, right? Because he mm. shares the same body as Mark Spector, exactly. but he doesn't have those memories. So we, along with Steven, for the first time, are looking back on the memories. So seeing Oscar Isaac's performance, you know, as Stephen Grant watching, you know, all of Mark's childhood trauma, dude, is crazy. Right. Like, like watching Stephen crawl and of course, through the cave. him not wanting to believe it at first as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of blaming Mark as well um, on top of that, which is why, of course, we see Mark um, throughout the journey and Munat constantly say, once I'm done here, you can have the body. I'm done. And constantly being like he doesn't want to be alive. He's kind of suicidal in a way. No, and he, he legit is. is. And I mean, he he, he's experienced that. And he almost did yeah. commit suicide, we see later in the episode. And which, of course, we you know feel, feel that for Mark and feel that bad in that mental health institution. And it's also super amazing to get that representation for mental health in the MCU for a superhero. Because we've yeah. never really necessarily seen that particularly before. Because yeah, really usually with the superhero origin story, okay, the parents die or one of the parents die. Okay, later on in life, they pick up a suit or they pick up a mantle and they raise up and then they try to, you know, commit justice or do vengeance or <laughs> yeah, however you want to do it. It's usually the same thing. Uh, same thing. Or, you know, depending across this, but see this and him go through this experience of mental health and almost at the point of suicide and then being saved by Khonshu, we see in the Egyptian cave and then take up the mantle of Moon Knight, kind of not on his own will, but of feeling like he has to 
is super yeah. different, super just, original. Just out of like obligation. Well, it, mm. actually, no, it was out. It, it was out of necessity. Oh yeah. Like his only choice was to to die or to do this. And like even when he said yes to serving Kanchu, it like homie was out of his mind. And oh, Stephen yeah. Graham pointed out too. He's like, dude, he's been manipulating you from the beginning. Right. Like which like obviously yeah, it made me like Kanchu a little less. Like he he took advantage of a, right. of a near dead. You know, like but at the same time he took advantage of him, but without Conchu, Mark would be dead. So I mean, I, but like, at the same that. time, I wonder like if Mark would prefer that mm-hmm. versus being in servitude right. to an Egyptian god, being forced to kill more people, right? You know, which he's already traumatized by. But at the same time, you know, it gave him a second chance at life to kind of redeem himself. But Stephen was within him as well, and Stephen is his own person as well. So to end two lives essentially is not wrong, and especially in your own life is kind of in a way selfish because you're kind of robbing yourself from, you know, experiences of what you could get in the future, um, which mm. is super sad. So I, I really don't want to see, you know, him die of course by yeah. suicide because I don't want to see that happen to anyone. Um, so, you know, I, I'm glad it explores that as well. Cause there's so much that it explores when it comes to the mental health world and not only that, but just the world of Mark and his individual person. And then Steven as well. And having these two different characters and written so well, so well, they were written, and I'm I'm yeah. so glad to see what's next because I have no idea, and I love that. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I really am. I really love that. So next up, we do see Turwat, and we learn, of course, she is the god of like women, fertility, that kind of area, and she was going to be their kind of spirit guide, I guess yeah. per se, to the afterlife, to um kind of see whether they are worthy of going on to uh, what they say was like the next level. It's like of, the like, field of reeds. The field of reeds. Nebraska. Um, it looks like Nebraska. It is Nebraska. Except there's mountains there's around a, it, so it couldn't be Nebraska. Maybe it's Tennessee. Nebraska's Ooh. flat, right? Yeah, maybe it is Nebraska's Tennessee. flat. Maybe it's Tennessee. But there, <laughs> I don't even think there's like wheat fields. I'm thinking like yeah. Mississippi. Mississippi. No, Mississippi mm. doesn't have mountains. No, they don't have mountains either. I'm trying to think um, somewhere. North Carolina? No. It, it, it would be out, I feel like. Um... Ooh, it could be like out Colorado area, but not Colorado. It could be Colorado. Wisconsin? Nah. No, that's not Wisconsin. No, nah, it'd be in Europe. Wyoming? It'd be in Europe. No. It'd be in Europe. Europe? Yes. Hmm. With the mountains. Like the be, Alps, like, like near the Alps somewhere? Yes, it would actually be that. Possibly could be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's its own place. <laughs> anyway, but she is their spirit guide. So we see that and they're on this big boat full of their memories is what they call it. And um, it is called, what did you say it was called? The the Juop? The Juop. The Juop was like... Where they were, like that. That's mm. like where you die, you go before. I guess you get judged, right? Which, but it's different for everybody, she says, because of course yeah. it's his mental institution. So she, yeah, she said everyone processes it differently. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Spectre's like, it's because we're insane. Yeah. That's why it's a psych ward. <laughs> which she kind of, you know, it's, yeah, he's got wrong. that insanity factor, but it's not that he himself is insane. It's that his situation is insane. I guess per se, more so. Um, than it really being that way. So, bro, they're insane. Th- like, they're insane mentally. mentally, but not really at the same time because they're competent. So I don't know. They're competent. Yeah. But there's multiple of them. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Poor them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I, I loved Turwat though, personally. I thought she was great. She I was really kind do. of a legend. She, she was a legend. Like, I, I didn't really know. Like, it kind of was like a British accent mixed with American accent. I, I couldn't tell what accent her was. No. It was kind of weird. It, it was kind of odd, but. I don't know. I kind of wish you got to see a little more of her. I know. A I more really enjoyed her. About Instead the, the of going underworld. in and ripping out their white hearts. That was weird. <laughs> I guess you point out they're white because they're dead. I guess because they're dead and it kind of, you know, they just took them out of them. Because like um, in the Egyptian um, realm of, in the Egyptian mythology, they believe, of course, ripping out every organ that's inside of you except for the heart so they can take the heart and judge you in the, after- in yeah. the afterlife. So that, I'm glad that they're tying it in with the Egyptian mm. mythology. 
um, which is really cool there on um, the history of that. I thought that part was um, was like definitely going to point to Jake, right? Because mm. they put the two hearts right. on it, they balance it with the feather, but like it refuses to do it. She's like, we need right. balance. I, I was, was thinking, okay, you know, third mm-hmm. personality. We need a third. But it never goes but, and hits on that. Right, and there was no Jake present in this episode, and it leaves us believing, like, is there a Jake? Yeah. Because at the same time, I feel like there has to be because of that one particular scene. That's the only scene. The coffin. Not this, that coffin also as well. Yeah, that was a sign. But not only just that, but the stabbing and Mark and Steven both not knowing what happened. But that's the only other reason, only yeah. other way. But like, like, like we said, I don't know if I should spoil this or not. For the like, but at the end of the episode, right? Like, it finally balances out yeah. after. Yeah, it's just one personality. So it's like, what the crap? We're getting like teasings of Jake the whole time, exactly, and yeah. then. It just doesn't it happen. Balances, it balances. It doesn't make sense. That was the one weird thing. But then again, if this is the writing that we're going, of course, this can be, again, the fan theories coming in to ruin what we're expecting. And this could not be their plan. I mean, they could have not had Jake Lockley at all in the show. And then, of course, his fans will be disappointed. But that's because of our own doing. So we, we could see Jake in the next episode, which there are signs pointing towards him in the show. So I don't know. I hope so. Dude, we'll I see. swear. At first, when watching through the one memory where it's him like drinking, staying mm-hmm. outside of the car, I was like, all right, bam, you yeah. know, that's Jake. And, and I, I agreed. I, I think, agree with you. I think that was a nod, though. It wasn't Jake we later found out, but it was definitely a nod because he was drinking. He mm. was on a street like in, in Boston or New York, and there's a cab right there. Right. So it was definitely a nod. It wasn't him, but right. I really do think he right. is. I feel like um, he, he has to. I mean, you know, like the coffin, again, is another big sign. They didn't even explore the coffin. They didn't go back to the coffin. Uh, yeah. They I have thought to. for sure they were going to go exactly. back and, and touch it. I know? thought as soon as like Turwet was like, okay, you got to go find out how to balance it through your memories and stuff. I thought as soon as they go in, they'd walk in that door, find that coffin, open it up. It'd be Jake. But no, that didn't happen. So I know we'll see what happens with that. But it was really cool to just see them go through their memories and not only both of Steven's memories and Mark's memories, and then also entering the room with all the dead people that Mark has killed, mm. um, which also super emotional as well, um, because he remembers. Uh, I, I just thought about it. So all, all the people that he explicitly killed, mm. you know, were like zombied out. But his little brother was perfectly fine. Sitting there. That's because he didn't physically. Kill yeah, him. I, looking back on it now, like that should be, I guess, a comfort to Mark that mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, kill his exactly. kill his brother. He he was still there, like alive right. with all the other people who actually killed were dead. You know, he's a he's different. Right, right. Which is which wow. is you know you know could should be a comfort. But of course, of course, um, Stephen follows the boy. He's like, who is that? He had no recollection that he had a brother. That's um, so sad, man. Yeah, it is. And because he wasn't created until after his brother's death. Um, so part of me wants to say, like, you know, Mark created both Stephen as the comfort, as a way to kind of escape and like that stress ball, as you said. But he also created him to kind of replace that void of not having a brother anymore. You to think kind so? kind of give himself another person to kind of confide in, in a way. But not but, realize. But he, yeah, but he wouldn't be able to confide in him. He is later. But at first, yeah, it's but sure, he, did, he didn't plan it. Right. I don't think necessarily later, but I feel like Steven does now, uh, you know, kind of fill that void now, if that makes sense, because he is kind of like a brother I definitely now. do, but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think he would, he would create another personality. I don't think he created him as, for, like, as a void community. for his brother. He didn't do that for that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he created him as that stress ball for, of course, to get away from his mother. But I'm saying that, you know, later on, that fills that void. Of having a brother, yeah, um, and that's what Stephen kind of provides, um, as well for mm. that. So, which is really cool as well. And we see, you know, of course, Stephen coming to fruition. We see that this is how Stephen is created, and then we get to see Stephen's perspective of saying, 
I'm not real, kind of making him feel like he's not important. He's not actually there. He's just a creation. He was created by Mark. He never really. That was so sad. That like, was he sad. Started, like this whole like existential crisis, like right. realizing, like for the first time we get to see Steven realize like, hey, like right. my personality was created by you right. to deal with this Which, trauma. I mean, like, what it, am it's I? It's completely realistic and justifiable because if I found out like, you know, I was not the main personality, I was the created one. That would be pretty devastating, yeah. you know, like shocking. And, and they touched on it in the dialogue too. He's like, the whole time, I thought I was the main one. And Mark was like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, man. And thinking like, his mother tough. was still alive even after her death. Oh. And have, thinking he had a good relationship with her as well was also super emotional. Oh, dude, imagine how that would rock your world. I mean, he was calling his mom like every single day mm-hmm. after work. And or was it before? Yeah, I don't know. Right. But speaking of who was he calling then at the same time? Well, he never, remember, he never um, answered, right? Remember, no one ever answered. He was, yeah, like, leaving but, voicemails. So or, you're saying, like, Stephen Grant just never talked to his mom then? No, I don't think he did. But, like, surely he'd be smarter, like, than realize, you know, no one ever calls back. Well, I mean, of course, he had the postcards from his mother, um, which, of course, we think was sent by Mark, which probably was. Um, but And there's still some unanswered questions from, like, episode like one, like the fish... The dates, I know the other uh, stuff. I hope they touch back on it. I, I, really I feel do. like they will. Um, well, I, I don't see so, how they would have time. Maybe in the when, last when they finally introduce Jake Lockley, they'll go back and show like all the stuff that he did. He just ate the fish because he's weird. <laughs> I like, probably like, yeah, he could have, but I don't think that's that's. I'm weird. hungry. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you know, all that from Stephen. You know, just I feel so bad for Stephen from that experience. That, but I also feel bad for Mark seeing how terrible his mother was because like no true mother who loves her son would ever blame her son like that ever. Yeah. Like no true mother who actually did love her son would ever blame her son. I mean, like I said, it's really sad because right. um, it's realistic. And that is how some people deal with, right. with their status and their grief. Yeah. They, they instantly turn around and blame it uh, on someone who they hold responsible. Right. And then they treat him like absolute crap. But to do that to a little boy, to your own right. son, right. is just so sad. Which, and that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. why he would make a personality. It does. Why he would later leave, become a mercenary, try to get away from everything, atone for his sins. perfectly explains you know? like the mental you know, issues going on with him. perfectly explains why he has all the experience, which, of course, I have never been in that experience, and I hope to never be in that experience. But I would imagine I would want to be more like Stephen Grant's father. Or, I mean, Mark's father. Um, He's who, a legend. He stuck out for Mark, right? He still loved him. He gave him cake, you know? Dude, when they I mean? had that birthday party, just them two. Bro, and his mother so didn't. Sad. He called his mother and she didn't even come. Like, gosh, I just wanted to. Mm. Decker, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, terrible. But he was a legend there. And I hope I would be more like him, supportive of him, you know, and loving him, still loving the same, even though, you know, he does blame himself. I would still, you know, make sure he's like, okay, listen. You're a boy. It's not your fault. Yeah. Um, which is super emotional. But now we have to touch on Dr. Arthur Harrow, the doctor psychiatrist version of it. I don't necessarily understand that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, part. I don't, I don't either dude. the, the whole time we've seen Stephen Grant, um, kind of not sorry. We've seen Mark Spector interact with him. Um, but just today, well, not today, but for this episode, for the first time we get to see like kind of how he gets there. Right. Like he'll be in the middle of his memories and get shaken up. Then it instantly be there, which is odd. So the whole time we see Mark there, and then later we see Steven there for the first time, and Harris seems like kind of surprised to see. Mm. But I, I guess I just wonder where it fits in. Is it just another part of that psych ward, part of the Juwat, like right. they're currently in, I, I, trying to deal with what I they're really seeing? I really don't understand that part. I mean, because we know now by you know the information that was given by Turwat that the reality of them being shot and they're dead, they are dead. 
yeah. is real. Like that's reality. Like everything we saw in episodes one through four is reality. And then of course this has been their, you know, the next like a level, the transitional period between them and the afterlife. Um, so that's the really confusing part. So is it like um, a mechanism in like both of their brains that they could go back and like have them to be in this mental institution? Cause Turwat did say that this, um, Jew, Jewwop is you know a collection of their memories. So when we're in the psych ward, we see of course the collections through the episodes like the Alps picture, Arthur shoes, the cane, pyramids, uh, the pyramid there, the alligator head in the room, yeah. the Conchu uh, picture, all of that stuff. Layla, all of those other characters, we see that it's just pulling things from real life. It's pulling things from the real life yeah. and actuality. So I want, I don't really know, still don't really understand it though. That's what still is really confusing to me as to why he's having these as well on top of the stuff with Terawatt. Because yeah. it made sense in the last episode. Like, when you, go, when you think about this episode and the answers it gave us, it makes sense because after he ran away, he found Steven. Mm. And then he was, you know, found Terawatt. And then the next thing you know, he wakes up again Stephen, or with um, Arthur Harrow, Dr. Arthur Harrow, and, you know, having that conversation. And then they sedate him again, and then he goes back to the hippo. So that's what was confusing, too. Like, I don't know. It, would it be just another room? In the psych ward, or is it a different place? I, I would assume it's it's if it's a psych ward and he's a doctor. Harris a doctor in the psych ward. Yeah, I would assume it's just another room, and maybe he's just like teleporting back and forth between the two rooms. I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's like too much to read into. I really just think, like you said, they're they're pulling things from their real life and yeah. trying to make sense the different personalities, kind of what's going on. Like thus, the therapist, like they're talking it mm-hmm. out, trying to figure it out. So. So I, I guess it's too much hidden meaning. There might not be, but I feel like it's just there's just a lot of unanswered stuff with that in particular that I'd like to be answered hmm. um, personally, but which they're still in this kind of area. So we'll see what happens in the next episode, which of course is the finale. One episode remains, wow. um, which is crazy, but it's been super good so far. Like there's not been a bad episode yet. So yeah, I'm super proud of that. So Dude, I'm, glad. I'm just really glad we got both backstories. Mm. I was waiting. I didn't think it would take until episode five, but, but I'm glad that they did it and they yeah. did it well. So seeing how they did it now, like really makes sense. It so. did. And Shout they did out. a really, really good job. Cause of course, typical uh, formula, you see the origin story, you see them become the hero. This formula, we see him as the hero. We see him and then be- how they become a hero. And I think that was great. And it was new. It was different. And I do yeah. love, that's one thing I love about the show is it is different. Um, so well. Yeah, that. I do. I also um, loved how they showed uh, the backstory to uh, what happened to Layla's father mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and all that stuff. Because, you know, I had to wonder about that. We knew he killed. We knew he killed him. But um, we, got, we got to hear the backstory that, you know, he was, he was for hire. Um, they were meant to just like what they said, like raid a tomb, mm-hmm. and then like they're like no witnesses. So we got dude, seeing like just the, the destruction Mark caused, like just further like increased your, I guess, how you felt for him, right? Um, you, you know what I'm saying? Because you you see how wrecked he was, and then seeing how he was taken advantage of in that moment, it it hurt, man. It did. I don't know that that was tough, but they did a great job doing it and executing it. Um, which I'm super, super glad that they did. I'm super glad that we got to see it because I was getting a little bit nervous that we weren't going to see it, period. Um, but I'm glad that we did um, and Same. finally saw that origin. So that was, that was fantastic. And then we, of course, go back and to the boat and the scales balance after Steven falls off the boat and gets dragged into the, um, I don't know what she called it, like the dead people, like grab him and take him under. Yeah, I, I, I guess, is that like their, their hell? Or do I guess, I'm assuming Does their soul their go hell? somewhere else after they get turned into sand? That's what I'm assuming, it's like the underworld, I guess, per se. I'm not exactly sure, but 
Steven dies. And man, that made me so sad because I was I like, I don't know if we're going to get him back. Truthfully, I don't really know if we will. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think I think we will. Um, what I thought was one of the most interesting parts about that is, well, Steven had this like, kind of realization that I guess like he told himself he could do whatever like Mark could do. Mm-hmm. But then like he beats him up with the bat. So uh, I don't know. Did he actually like unlock like Mark's like actual like I don't physical think so. powers? I feel like he just gave just, himself like, that confidence. That confidence needed. Yeah. I I didn't know if he was like actually like tapping into. No, his... no. I think he just got that confidence needed mm-hmm. and realized like you know we have the same body. I can do what he does, and then he gave him that confidence to where he's able to help Mark. But he helped him so much that he saved Mark's life. I know. And of course, Steven. Oh, that was fell. so sad. I know. Because Mark can't, dude. That part, dude. I can't imagine. Because Mark is looking helplessly yeah. at you know another person who who's, I guess dying. I don't right, know if dying right. is a word, but you know who who he can't help. Um, and that just hurts, man. Oh, it hurts so but. bad. And seeing the relationship because they go from you know disliking each other, feeling each other's useless, to loving each other as brothers. Yeah. And I think that's great, um, which I loved. And then of course Mark and their scales balance, and he's able to pass into the field of the reeds. And we see there, and we got some like southern music playing. <laughs> but it's Walking definitely through. Nebraska. Definitely, well, I'm gonna have southern music in but Nebraska. There's no mountains but... either, so. dude. So like, I, I guess that just begs the question. I know we touched on it briefly before, but is there only room for one personality? Then the the minute like Stephen falls off and like kind of ceases right. to exist, it balances. Even though there's still two hearts, right? There's still two hearts exactly. in the thing. Yeah, but it balances when there's only, as far as we know, for sure. One personality what if on board. Mark hasn't created Jake yet. What if that'll Ooh. be like the finale? Like at the end, he realizes that he needs to create a life to where he can live without the bearings of both Mark and Steven, what happened to them in the episodes of Moon Knight. And he creates mm. Jake as this cabbie in New York who does this stuff, but he then soon realizes in maybe a second season that he needs to bring Mark back. Wow. That could be possible. That'd be crazy. Or maybe he just wants to get away like from Khonshu yeah. or escape his problems. Right. Maybe like the same way. But right. huh. that's possible. Seeing I guess it wouldn't be too late to would it be too late? How like how late would they like create a new personality? I don't know. I don't feel like it I mean I feel like if you could do it once, you can do it again. So mm. surely we can see Jake come out some somehow. Or maybe, you know, like I said, still the unanswered question of the coffin and still the unanswered question with the knife. So Hopefully we'll see in the future episodes, but by far episode five, my favorite, definitely good. so For good. Real. I would give this episode probably like, I mean, I'll just straight up rating it. I'd probably give it like a 9.5 out of 10. Maybe higher. I, I, I don't would know. say, I see like 9.5. Yeah, that was like, a great, really? great episode. So Oscar Isaac, shout out, man. Shout you, out, Oscar. You, Ethan Hawke too, man. It, Ethan Hawke killed it too. Dude, I love Ethan Hawke's character he, he so much. It. He killed it. Both his characters now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But what an incredible episode. We cannot wait for the finale of Moon Knight mm. next week. Plus. Multiverse of Madness. Facts. <laughs> All right, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know by giving us a review and a download. Um, be sure to check out our latest episode, uh, Moon Knight Episode 4, which is currently out on all uh, podcast platforms. And our next episode will be next week on Thursday. All right? That the finale. Correct. That is and then, yeah. Multiverse of Madness will be on Tuesday. It is. And then Multiverse of Madness will be on Tuesday. So yeah. we'll watch it early. We're going on that Thursday night. We'll break it down for y'all. So yep. stay hyped, guys. Stay super hyped. And we just want to thank y'all for listening. And as always, we love you 3000.